on an ever-increasing basis, businesses, government agencies, and universities are pushing for everyone to get vaccinated. More disturbingly, they're pushing for evidence, a proof of vaccination in order to participate in the ordinary affairs of life. But there is a gigantic elephant in the room no one is talking about. The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. As of August 23rd, 2021, using CDC's metric of four unidentified infections for every one identified infection, 190 million Americans, 57% of the U.S. population, has already had prior infection with SARS-CoV-2, and therefore they have what's called prior infection immunity. How good is that immunity? Well, according to data out of Israel, people who have prior infection immunity and have not been vaccinated, their odds of getting reinfected are eight one thousandths of one percent. On a practical basis, eight one-thousandths of one percent is zero. So it's important to understand, really important to understand, if your odds of becoming infected are zero, which means you don't have the virus in it, you can't transmit the virus to anybody else. You can't give what you don't have. Let's switch gears and talk about the vaccinated. Again, as of August 23rd, 2021, CDC says that 205 million people, 61.5% of the United States population, has been vaccinated and has the immunity that comes from vaccination. So how good is vaccine-driven immunity? According to data from all over the world, the reinfection rate for people who've been vaccinated is between 50% and 80%. And it's critical to note that people who've been vaccinated and then become infected can transmit the virus to others. So these businesses, government agencies and universities want you to show proof of vaccination, thus validating that in order to enter their domain, in order to participate in the ordinary affairs of life, you must prove to them through this proof of vaccination that you have an infection rate of a reinfection rate of between 50 and 80 percent. They have absolutely no interest in allowing access to people who have a zero reinfection rate. Since a reinfection rate of zero is <laughs> clearly <laughs> dramatically better than a reinfection rate of 50 to 80 percent, why are these organizations so focused on having you prove that your reinfection rate is dramatically worse than the guy over there who has zero? The superficial answer is the government will provide you proof of vaccination, but does not provide proof of prior infection immunity. But let's dig a little deeper because the government certainly could do that if it wanted to. And based on the numbers we've just heard, why doesn't it want to? Since about April of 2020, anybody who thought even the tiniest little bit, oh my God, I have a little bit of an itch in my throat. I better run down and get a SARS-CoV-2 test on the government, no charge. Well, the government could do the same thing with prior infection. Anybody who thought in the least, for the most trivial reason, you know, I think I was infected last month or six months ago or a year ago or a year and a half ago, can go down and on the government's time get a memory T-cell test, the memory T-cells being specific for SARS-CoV-2, and if you come up positive, then the government could issue you proof of prior infection immunity. 
The terms of getting the test done on the government's dime would be you have to provide uh, the local public health official with an email address or a cell phone number, and then they would send you your proof of prior infection immunity. However, what about the people who want to get the test done on their own dime? Well, that's fine. Laboratories, they send you the results now, or they put the results up on a, on a patient portal. They can do the same thing and provide the recipient with who has a positive SARS-CoV-2 specific memory T-cell outcome. They could provide that person with a government-approved proof of prior infection immunity. There are also some people who do not want to be bothered by contact tracers. And this test would be perfect for those people because a negative test says absolutely nothing about infection. And if you test positive for the SARS-CoV-2 specific memory T cells, then you're an absolute non-issue to public health officials because you cannot become infected and you cannot transmit the infection. You are literally off the playing field for government health officials. As you can see, this is such an amazingly simple way to provide evidence that 190 million Americans, 57% of the U.S. population, has absolutely no ability to become infected from that day forward, or because they cannot become infected, they cannot transmit something to somebody else that they themselves do not have. So... If it's so simple, and it's such a great thing to show, 57% of the U.S. population is a complete non-issue to future infections, why wouldn't they want to show that? My first answer to that is that a testing regimen, as I've described here today, puts zero dollars in the pockets of Big Pharma, which appears to be the number one agenda of those who are pushing vaccination and proof of vaccination. My second answer is that they don't want to do it because of what the public may discover from that kind of testing regimen. Allow me to explain. I've done a couple of presentations where I've talked about the possibility that the mRNA vaccines are disabling memory T cells in people with prior infection. Now, let me be clear. I'm not saying that's happening. The tests haven't been done. We don't have the data. But I think that there is uh, as good a chance as not, how's that since we don't have the data, that that's what's happening. So you can imagine if all these people, let's say they they had a uh, PCR test a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, a year and a half ago, they absolutely know that they were infected with SARS-CoV-2 in the past. So they go down, they, th- they just want to go down and have a memory T-cell test. I mean, a lot of people just wanted to go down and have a PCR test just because there was no reason that people who've been previously infected and know that wouldn't want to just go down and have a memory T-cell test just for the hell of it because it's on the government dime, just like with the PCR test. Okay, so they know they've been infected. They go on down, they get a test, and it comes back negative, indicating that the vaccine has either eradicated their SARS-CoV-2 specific memory T cells or somehow disabled them. Can you imagine the response of the American people if they discovered that through the kind of testing regime that we're talking here about today? That would bring vaccination in the U.S., to a screeching halt, which, if true, it should bring it to a screeching halt because it's harming people. And not only is it doing something detrimental to the people who are being vaccinated, 
if it were to turn out that this scenario is accurate, not only is it doing something harmful to the people who are being vaccinated, but it is also harmful to the people they're going to infect because they now have a 50 to 80 percent reinfection rate. And when they're infected, they can transmit the virus. So in that eventuality, we're not bringing the pandemic to a close. We're letting it go on and on and on and on. Can you imagine the response of the American people if it turned out that's what they discovered through this testing regimen? I had a SARS-CoV-2 specific memory T-cell test about three weeks ago, and I came up positive. I'll go ahead and post the link down below to the presentation I did where I talked about that. So there are places here where I live in southern Nevada that will tell me, stop, you can't enter because you don't have proof that you have a 50 to 80% chance of reinfection. Stay out. Even though, in reality, based on scientific evidence and the proof I have from the lab, I have a 0% chance of becoming reinfected, and therefore, if I do not have the virus in me, I cannot transmit it to somebody else. But those businesses, they don't want somebody with zero reinfection rate and zero transmissibility rate. They don't want those people in their business. Does anybody think that a situation that is so absurd and so irrational and so easily remedied would continue to exist unless there's some agenda that is in reality disadvantageous to the well-being of the people of the United States? If you value this sort of logical, rational, and fact-based presentation, help me be here for you to help you. You can do that by going to drreality.news, grabbing yourself a copy of Body Science over there, or <laughs> Income Tax Shattering the Mist over my shoulder. By doing so, you will help me to continue to be here for you, to provide you with this sort of data, facts, and evidence. I truly value and appreciate your support. Thank you.